visit Cape and Cowl Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowl Comics Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Cape and Cowl owner, Aton Manhoff. Hello, Henry. How's it going, Aton? Good, man. Good, good. So, just this past weekend was Free Comic Book Day, and um, I thought we'd we'd go pretty deep on it and and uh, go into into detail on all the goings ons, uh, both from the shop owner side and from the customer side. Uh, so yeah, why don't we start with you, Aton? You want to just kind of tell us uh, how it went and your thoughts now that it has come and gone? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so overall, it was an amazing day. It was the it was the best day in in the store history. Um, you know, sales wise, it was super fun. We had a ton of people come through. Um, yet. And there was a line for a long time, yet I don't think we quite had that like cattle call feel that a lot of stores can can mm. often have on Free Comic Book Day, where it's just yeah. like, follow the lines on the floor, get your stuff, get <laughs> out. Um, so I, I think we did a good job of, of uh, accomplishing that. But I, you know, I had a very singular view from back behind the register of what was going on. Um, I know people did wait in line for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I uh, I started a little earlier that day, a little earlier than normal. Set the alarm. Don't usually have to set an alarm because I got little ones at home and they uh, they are my alarm. But uh, actually got woken up by an alarm on Saturday. Um, geared up real fast. Tried to make myself eat over like the butterflies in my uh, stomach over the day, and uh, and zoomed off to the store. Um, Actually, at first I had to stop. So we we were serving beer all day. We had free I beer. Heard. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went the day before to pick up the kegs down at Pacific Coast uh, Brewing over on what tenth, about tenth in Washington. Okay. Um, and they did not have the pump for me Ooh. for the kegs. So I I was like, okay, whatever. I got bigger fish to fry. Let's Mm -hmm. get the pump. So I had to meet one of the waitresses at her house uh, the morning of. uh, That sounds very suspicious, but uh, (laughs) I really did. I just I just went to her house and picked up the the pump for the kegs. Um, So that was fine. Went on to the store. As I get there, there, our first customer is in line. I get there at about eight thirty, and there's a guy who's sitting there in front of the door and and my you know walking up i mean we are in downtown oakland right so my first idea is like really this morning of all mornings i have somebody sleeping in front (laughs) of the fucking store like uh, i just don't want to deal with this but it was a customer who was sitting there reading a comic he had been there since uh, a little after eight i thought that was pretty cool that's that's dedication yeah He wanted to get over. He wanted. He was one of the the few, or or the many, I guess, who wanted to get over to a Sacred Tattoo and get his tattoo. Okay. Um, so, he he had a mission, and so yeah. anyway, as as I'm crossing the street to to get up to the store, the news guy shows up. We were uh, they interviewed me on uh, KTVU Fox Two. So the news guy walks up, Sweet. and I'm like, cool. Let's you know, let me help you with your stuff. Let's go in. Yep. Fucking reach down for my. I don't have my keys. I don't have oh, my keys to get into the store. <laughs> I have uh, I keep my keys on this little fucking like janitor's uh, little spool thing, uh-huh. like that you know retractable thing because yeah. it tears hole in my tears holes in my jeans. So uh, I just did not grab it. Um, so 
I, I think I was pretty fucking zen about the whole thing. Okay. I, I, I think I played it pretty cool. First, I uh, I went to the yoga studio next door. They have a set of the keys, but they they had class in session, uh-huh. so I wasn't gonna like bang on the door. I get it. It's yoga. It's supposed to be very chill. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I kind of let them go. There's a neighbor upstairs in one of the apartments above who I thought maybe I had given a key to, so I sent uh-huh. him a text message. I hit up Fernando, one of the guys who works at the shop. He lives, uh, you know, right down the street. Mm. Um, he did not respond. He was probably sleeping. Um, and I hit up Kevin, um, who also works at the shop, who lives, uh, you know, not as close, kind of more over by the lake. Okay. Uh, and Kevin, like a fucking champ, uh, threw some clothes on, threw his backpack together, hopped in a, a lift, uh-huh. and uh, popped over to the store. So There we go. Yeah, me, the news guy, and the very ambitious customer hung out in front of the store for <laughs> about a half an hour. <laughs> wow. Um, and I'm thinking, like, Wow. This is this is clearly a sign that yeah. the comic book day is going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, but so we get in and and uh, yeah, as the dominoes begin to fall and I begin to to make come to this conclusion that free comic book day is fucked and it's all my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, real quick, we just had our third podcaster walk into the room, Mr. Rainier. How's it going? Good man. What's up, guys? What's up, Rainier? We were just talking about free comic book day. All three of us in the room did attend Aton in a, in a big way, as we're finding out here. Uh, Aton, yeah, you want to go ahead and yeah, continue yeah, your let story? Yeah, let me continue before yeah. we're, after we're so rudely fucking interrupted <laughs> by Rainier's late showing to mm-hmm. our podcast recording. Some kind of bullshit Not meeting. cool, man. Sure you sure had a tardy slip, huh? Yeah, real cool, man. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so... Um, we get inside after uh, Rainier. I didn't bring my keys to get into the store on Free Comic Book Day. Oh, I forgot my keys at home. Oh man, the most important day of the year. <laughs> yeah. So I was telling Henry like I took this as a sign. Free Comic Book Day is garbage, and it's all. I might as well just close up and not do it. Um, and then so the news guy, it, you know, he comes in and he starts setting up his camera and stuff. And well, because we were a little late getting into the store, they start bumping us later and later in the broadcast. Um, we were supposed to be on at nine thirty. It's a live interview with the anchors. Supposed to be at nine thirty. Um, then it's nine. Then it's getting pushed to nine forty, and the 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 show ends at ten. Right? Oh, There's no okay. going beyond ten. Plus, the store opens at ten. Like yeah. I, I'm telling him, I'm telling the camera guy, like, dude, if this gets to ten o'clock, I'm I'm done. I'm taking off your fucking microphone and taking care of business and he's like dude if it goes to 10 there's no show for you to be on so who the fuck do you think you are (laughs) um so uh uh, anyway it and then like the news changes channel because it was the kentucky derby and the guy's like well that sucks for you i'm like whatever bro don't ruin this for me (laughs) yeah uh so eventually we do do we do i do a little uh interview on the news um they had some just kind of general questions about like comics readers and the comics for free comic book day. And um, then they, I think they were most interested in the tattoo portion, which the anchor clearly forgot to ask about. They're like, she's like saying goodbye to me. And somebody must have like whispered in her ear, like, Hey, dipshit. We're supposed <laughs> to, the, the only reason we're talking to this guy is because he's doing this tattoo promotion. Uh, so they asked about that at the very end. And uh, while I'm doing this interview, the like Batman and Catwoman, the cosplayers show up and oh, it was nice. like, you know, it was very distracting. Almost as distracting as Henry coming later. Almost. <laughs> Henry. Oh, Rainier. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, Henry was late. Who was late? <laughs> Both. No. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, clearly. There you go. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, anyway. So, then um, 
finish the news. News guy hangs out for a while. He has the camera there. I guess he's shooting um, what we call in the the biz now, now that I'm part of the biz, now that I'm basically a television star. Uh He was shooting some B-roll footage Uh, of the store and the event. Because I guess when it played later in the day, they intermix some of this stuff. It's not just me, like, awkwardly, you know like half smiling at the camera for five minutes yeah. or two minutes. Um, my friend Daniel actually who volunteered that day, he recorded me being interviewed on the news, but like, it's just me. I just have this earpiece in and I'm just talking to the camera, but you can't hear the news people. Right. So it's just like me giving out these random responses in between, like just awkwardly smiling at the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that, that wraps up and uh, it's time to open. And there was a, there was a line um, by the time 10 o'clock rolled around, it, it, it did go around the corner of the store. Nice. Um, so it was probably 20 or so people. And I didn't know quite how to how to feel about that because I, I kind of had built up in my mind that we might have one of these long, like you see these videos online and stuff of these free comic book day lines yeah. that, that go, you know, forever. Um, and I was, you know in my heart of hearts like I wanted something like yeah, that yeah. you know um, and we didn't have it it went from the, if you know the store there's uh, the door where you come in and then it wraps around the corner it's all the windows and then actually on the other side of the store there's another door we don't use it oh right um, yeah but so the line went from door to door um, around the corner um, yeah. and last year for our first first free comic book day we had a similar line it went from one door to the door but then that those people came in and there was never a line again. It was oh, just like okay. yeah, you could yeah. just kind of come right into the free comic. It was like the morning rush. Yeah, it was then... just those first few people who who you know didn't know any better, didn't or just wanted to get in and get the stuff. Got it. Um, this year though, uh, that line stayed about that long from when we opened at ten till almost five o'clock. Whoa! There was a there was a line outside around the corner Damn. for like six or seven hours. Awesome. Um, which was which was. Cool and great, and you know, I, I mean, I know some people waited a really long time. I had some people tell me that they, uh, in between waiting for the free comics and then waiting to check out at the register, that it was like an hour and a half long Dang. process. How long were you in the line? Yeah, so you? I remember this because of the amount of money I put in my meter, and I put in fifty-eight <laughs> minutes. Okay, and I'm glad I did because I was telling my my, my wife, my wife and kids were with me. I was like, I think maybe we just need thirty minutes, right? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Well, you saw that line. Well, maybe we should play it safe. Maybe we should do like close to an hour. So. I put in that extra quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was about an hour. It wasn't too bad. And yeah. Rainier, you were there at store opening, right? I parked my car at nine fifty-eight. Okay. So the doors were open by the time we walked to the front. Uh, to, you know, by the time we walked to the building. Cool. Nice. And, and this is a good comparison because, as I'll talk about later, I went later in the day, much later, like closer to closing. So, um, and I strikingly, yeah, Aton is totally right. When I went in. Uh, I was there like a couple different times, about around four and then around five, both times, a lot of people. I thought it would have completely died down at that point, but yeah, there was still a lot of people. It just twice? Yeah, just twice? I I'm did. trying to score more. <laughs> the last one? I'll, I'll, I'll get into why later, but yes, I did make two two vins, visits there. Right. So, Renier, when you came, did you see Batman and Catwoman and Rorschach outside, yeah. the cosplayers? Yeah, yeah. We drove right by the front. I'm like, oh, shit, they've got some cosplayers here. <laughs> yeah, the guy that was dressed in the Batman costume, that was a legit. It was legit. Batman costume. Yeah. This is the Batfleck costume. Yeah. And like, up close, it, it looked like it looked like he jumped right out of the movie. 
Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. He apparently. Yeah. So I don't know this guy at all. I mean, I know him now. Yeah. Um, but he he hit me up through Instagram, and he said, you know, could we can can me and my girlfriend come and cosplay at your event? Um, and I had been looking for cosplayers, so um, I was I was interested, but I was a little like taken aback. Like, yeah. who are you? Right. Like, what is <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you want? What's out the of this? story here? Yeah. What yeah. do you want from me? Yeah. Um, but it turns out Batman was from the Bay Area. Um, he, uh, he goes by Blackfire Cosplay um, okay. on social media. And Blackfire, the fire and fire is F-Y-R-E. Uh, and I feel like we should give him a shout out because they were cool as shit. They were really nice people and they were really nice to all the fans. And they sit out there outside for hours um, taking pictures of people, hanging out and have a good time. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they came from Texas. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I guess he's from the Bay, so they were visiting family and stuff mm-hmm. or friends around here. But they came all the way from Texas. And I think they were drawn to the tattoo thing. Okay. They ended up getting going over to Sacred and getting um, some Batman and Catwoman tattoos. Oh, sweet. That oh, day. There's right. actually some killer pictures that Sacred put up there. Uh, Sacred Tattoo Oakland, that was who we, we partnered with. Um, but they were, there's some pictures of, of Batman and Catwoman in full costume, like behind the counter at Sacred, like drawing. <laughs> or, doing, or I guess they were there like helping out. Oh, shit. <laughs> they like continued like their good Samaritan ship <laughs> from oh. the store and took it over to the tattoo shop. And... And so there's all these cool pictures of Batman and Catwoman working at the tattoo shop. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so and then and then a customer, um, Julio, was dressed up as uh, as Rorschach. Yeah. All the way oh, down yeah. to like he had a can of beans. Can of beans. <laughs> oh no way. Yeah. <laughs> he was half mask up. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that was a nice touch. Yeah, that was good. When he showed up, when he showed up like first thing, or he got there a little early, he's like, you know, he's in costume. He's like, oh, and I and I got my beans, and I'm like. Cool uh, food donation, like, great. Like I, I mean, right. I, like is everybody going to announce their food donation to me as they come in? I was like, cool, man. Well, you can put it in there. He's like, no, it's for my, it's for my costume. I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> oh man, so awesome. I thought he grabbed it right out of the bin. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, speaking of food drive, did you guys see the pictures of the like the ma- mountain of yes. food that we had? I mean, I saw that. Really, really fucking awesome how yeah. much food we got it's got to be and just based on, on what i remember from last year we raised 1300 pounds last year mm-hmm. and this has to be twice as much as that oh, at, at least i mean i if it's under 3000 pounds of food i'll be surprised wow. um, so really cool really really cool of everybody who uh, who participated in that great and um so Rainier, you being uh there at store opening there was uh, some incentive to to go early right you got a little freebie is that correct oh yeah first hundred through the door i uh, got a trade paperback which was the new avengers volume two yeah that was uh that was a sweet deal right yeah so um i think uh, a, a big part of this recap is to, to inform folks about what, what goes on and, you know, uh, maybe prepping for next year or near, years to come, whatnot. Um, but that's one thing. Yeah, going early has its benefits. <laughs> you know, you can get f- some free shit, right? Yeah, we had that extra giveaway. Plus, the, uh, the selection of the free comics uh, was certainly better at the beginning of the day than it was at the end of the day. Right. And, and um, you know, I tried my best. You know, it was hard. Last year, I was left with a lot of free comics from free comic book day you know i ordered a lot um, but i still had a lot at the end of the day so when it came time to order the comics for this year i didn't know how much more i should do you know so i I went pretty similar to to what i had gotten last year knowing that i had probably about a thousand free comics left from last year wow um so we're the first of the of the books to go 
you know, I you know, I barely ever got to see the back table, but I, I think Secret Empire went pretty quick. That was a that was a hot one. Secret Empire Zero. Um, Wonder Woman also went and then a lot of the smaller ones, um, you know, Rick and Morty went fast and uh, Ninja Turtles and all these things, but you know, we didn't have huge stacks of those ones. So next year we will I, I will go deeper on the free comics. So towards the end of the day, I was just going to the back room. I had a big pile of like World of Wakanda number one. <laughs> so those ended up on the table. And I had, uh, you know, I had all the walking, there was always Walking Dead on the table because I, mm-hmm. I had all these, um, when they did that 25 cent issue a while back. So I had a lot of those to, and I thought people would be excited about getting a Walking Dead that day. Um, but yeah, we pretty much wiped out of everything. I had a few Guardians of the Galaxy left over, but that's what I had the most of. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about twice as much as anything else. Okay. Um, and the DC Superhero Girls, I have a ton. The second year in a row that, that I was left with a bunch of DC Superhero Girls, kind of surprised because like the, that little that book sells well and the the young girls love it. And um, but I don't know, they, it doesn't uh, it doesn't get taken off the free comic table too much. Now let's talk about tattoos a little bit. So this to me seems like a very unique offering. Do you know any other comic book store that does anything <laughs> does, like this? Um, no, not that does tattoos. I've never, I've never seen that. Um, so this came from um, Sacred Tattoo and, and we at Cape and Cow will do toy drives um, mm-hmm. during the holidays, like, like a lot of businesses do and a lot of businesses probably do on much larger scales than, than either of us. But, um, you know, I, I, they do it, they do their toy drive um, during the holidays is bring, I think, a $40 toy donation and you get a free tattoo. And the tattoos aren't themed or anything. They just make like flash sheets, you know, of, of designs that you can choose from. Um, and I had gone, I had gone to donate to the first one. I was going to get a tattoo. It turned out like my kid was sick or something. And I, mm-hmm. I went back another time and got a different tattoo or something, I think. I don't know. I'm running out of, I don't remember where these tattoos come from anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but so I just I just hit them up one time and I said, you know, Free Comic Book Day is a huge day in comics. We're going to get a ton of people through the store all in one day. Would you guys like to team up and do something? Like we could do a toy drive or something. And, and uh, Oe, one of the owners at Sacred, actually said, you know, we should do a food drive mm-hmm. um, because, uh, you know, the Alameda County Community Food Bank gets a shitload of food during the holidays. Um, but in the summer you know, they get a little dry. People yeah. aren't necessarily, it's not that people aren't necessarily in the giving mood. That's just not like the mindset of summer, right? That's not what, what people are up to. So, um, he had the good idea of doing that. And, um, and then, you know, I suggested, well, let's do comic book themed tattoos to go with the donation. They're super into it. They're pretty nerdy over there. Uh, if you go over there, one of, they had all these paintings that one of the guys did of the Joker, um, oh, the, I saw that. Yeah, Oe is into comics. Oe desperate. We, when we had the Hulk 181 up on the wall, the first Wolverine. I don't know if you guys saw that when we had it for a while at the store. Um, Oe was like hitting me up all the time, like any tattoo you want, you know, any two tattoos oh. you want, yeah. uh, I'll trade you for it. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I can't. I gotta sell it. It's I have to do what's best for the store, even though I really want an awesome tattoo. That wasn't on the, wall, on the wall very long, was it? No, it sold pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, it was it was priced to sell. It was kind of a kind of a ratty copy. Um, so anyway, they have they have some geek cred over there, and nice. and they got into it, and um, so yeah, so. About fifty people got tattooed this year. Fifty. Yeah, and that wow. doesn't. And me and my guys all still need to go. So, so when I was all said and done, over fifty people have gotten nerdy tattoos and amazing and donated. Amazing. Food. 
And um, I have to say, I was one of those 50. <laughs> yeah, yes, Henry. indeed. So Friday last week, I was known as Henry Liu. <laughs> now it is Monday, May 8th. You may now refer to me as the 67th Iron Fist. Move over, <laughs> Danny Rand. You may refer to me now as the Living Weapon. And yeah, I got uh, the Iron Fist Dragon tattoo. Yeah, I, I slayed the mythical dragon Shao Lao. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, Let's see I'm it, man. Oh, let's see let's it out. So it's right there. It's on his oh, forearm. Man. Got it right close to the pit there. That must have felt really nice when he got to the tail there. There were some moments of pain, <laughs> no question about it. Uh, but yeah, let me walk you guys through just the process. You know, uh, when I heard about this offering last year, it definitely piqued my interest. And I kind of tried to research like what was involved to get it done, possibly for the 2017 Free Com Comic Book Day. Um, and Eitan, you did a good, a good job to like kind of have the steps out because there are a lot of steps, you know? <laughs> so um, it wasn't like you make a donation and then boom, the, the tattoo, tattoo artist is in the store. <laughs> and not, so there, there's a lot of steps. Yeah, basically, you know, I, I alluded to earlier, I made two visits to Cape and Cowell on Saturday. So I first showed up pretty late. You know, this is like 4, 4.15 or so. I was wondering if it was still happening. You know, I saw a ton of food out front, you know, all these canned foods. And I was like, I asked the volunteers, oh, is you guys still doing the tattoos? And he said, he looked at his watch, he's like, oh, it's kind of late, but yeah, I think we can still, you know, we can still get you in there if you if you get the food now and, <laughs> and you know, make it happen. So like, okay, I'm gonna do it, man. Uh, so I scrambled over, drove over to Smart and Final uh, downtown, and there, there's a lot of people there. I had uh, three giant cans of chili. Uh, they're like 14 bucks each, really. so that put me over the top for, the $40 and that's part of it right you need a $40 uh, amount on your receipt in addition to the the, the cans right, of food right right $40 right? of non-perishable food I mean and we, we just the receipt we just need the receipt to confirm it I mean not that yeah. we think anybody would have tried to sneak it by but there has to be you know you're getting new stuff to get yeah. and donate not know. something that's been sitting in your your house for like five years yeah right? i mean yeah. i did take it as an opportunity to clear out my cupboard but that i didn't count it in my 40 dollars. like i went and got a 40 dollar donation just like everybody else i can go right get on. mine uh so yeah so that took a little bit of time i i went i drove back to cape and cal and it's like just after five now and i had my receipt in hand my three giant cans of chili and um got the uh that voucher you know, the, the, that that sweet voucher <laughs> for 16 free comics and a free tattoo uh went into the store uh went to uh my man fernando's uh table picked out my 16 free comics uh and then went to the register where aton and uh, kevin were and i was kind of like okay i'm I got my 16 comics, and there, Aton, you're just like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're good, man. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's like, okay, which is good because, you know, I needed to get to Sacred <laughs> ASAP, yeah. right? Um, I know their hours were a little later, but, you know. They uh, did, but, you know, you actually made it just under the wire because they called over to our shop at, God, it must have been right around five. I mean, it might have been right after Ooh, you walked out of the door. Okay. They called and they're like, hey, you got to cut off the tickets. And we still had a handful 
of tickets available. Okay. Um, but they said, you know, we're, we are slammed. People are waiting two hours and it's five, yeah. you know, we're trying to get everybody in. They ended up tattooing till nine o'clock yes. and they were only planning on tattooing till seven. Ah, got um, it. So they did, they did call us to, to cut it off. So that's something for people to keep in mind next time. And I think, you know, they're so into it. Sacred is so into this event um, and they brought in extra artists to help out and all this stuff. And I'm sure they're going to do whatever they can to get the most people yeah. in and out with good tattoos next year. But, but yeah, man, you want those tattoos, you want to come on the earlier yeah. end of things. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that they closed at 9. I know this because <laughs> I just so happened to be the very last person to oh, get wow. a tattoo no at shit. Sacred. I closed out the store that night, yeah, <laughs> and I was done at like 8 55 and they were they were done. I was, who did yours? So uh, I know there were two artists. Uh, the the one who designed the Iron Fist tattoo it wasn't him. It was the other guy. Okay. Do you know? Who um, I'm talking so Oe is the the main owner. He's the the smaller Asian guy with the beard and glasses. Sometimes. Yeah, it was the other designer. Okay, James. Yeah. James. Yeah. yeah. But kind of big dude. Yeah. 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 James is awesome. Ear. Yeah, he, he did, is awesome. He did a great job. A super nice guy too. So yeah, man, I just made it out of the way. Yeah, you yeah. Really so did. yeah, I I went to I scrambled over to Sacred after I got my my tattoo voucher, and there was a like a sign up sheet, and there were eleven names on it. Fuck. So I was number twelve. I put my name down. I signed the waiver, and then I asked them like. I was kind of like, oh, clearly it's going to be a while. Can I leave and come back? Like, they're like, totally. Yeah, get go the ahead. Fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> fucking bother us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and notably, very notably, is that uh, you guys may know that I was going into Free Comic Book Day with the intention of getting a tattoo, but not this particular tattoo. I had mentioned to quite a few people, including you know on the podcast that i wanted to get the comedian button tattoo uh so this is very notable because i went in pretty much like almost for sure i was going to get that one right um but then i looked at the sheet and asked the question like oh are these the actual sizes is there any room for for alteration and there they were like no it has to be this size understandably so because there's a shit ton of people getting <laughs> tattoos and they don't have to have time to resize and, and whatnot so when i heard that and i looked at the size it was it was on the bigger side bigger than i wanted you know um in the back of my mind was that was the, the iron fist dragon tattoo um and that was a smaller size so that's the one I decided yeah, to go yeah, with. Yeah, well, I mean, despite the fact that you have a hugely muscular yes, forearm, that, I mean, it's just fucking huge. <laughs> I mean, I'm, in, I'm intimidating, sitting, <laughs> intimidated sitting across the table from you, but it yeah. would have filled up your whole forearm. So, for Henry, sure. you, yeah. didn't, you didn't entertain the idea of putting it right in the middle of your chest <laughs> <laughs> so you can give Netflix a call and say, hey, we need to replace this guy. You know, if they had the, the uh, full-size... Uh, dragon tattoo, you know, maybe, but it, it was it was a small one, so it was actually exactly what the size I was looking for. So, and not to mention, it's a fucking cool looking. Tattoo. I like how you did it too. It's like it's if if you put your arm up and you look at it, it's right side up to you. Yes. Right. Or as like my Superman on my forearm, whenever I want to look at it, it's fucking upside down. <laughs> it looks weird. So I have to like turn it around. Right. Like, right. Like twist and contort myself. So that, I go. feel like that was a wise decision. Uh, you know, I'm I'm happy with it, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. Basically, just uh, to, to wrap up the story, I did like go home for a couple hours, and then went back to Sacred, you know, around 
7.30 or 8 or so. Um, and there was still, there were still nerds getting inked up, man. Crazy. I was uh, fifth in line at that point. So uh, after the four guys done finished, I was, like I said, I was the last one, closed them out. And uh, they did a great job. And it was a really great experience all the way around. Yeah, I need to find out from Oe what the most popular design was. Oh, I was just I, gonna I ask know. that. Yeah, I, uh, um, I meant to ask. I saw a lot of, um, I saw a lot of that Kapow one, which okay. is cool, which I'm considering. Yeah. So I actually made, um, I've made two food donations. So I'm going to be getting mm. two tattoos. Oh, nice. I haven't got them yet, but I know for sure I'm getting the Watchman button. Okay. And I'm going to put that somewhere here on my, my DC themed arm. Uh-huh. And I don't know where because it's hard. You know, it's a big circle. It is you know. kind of big. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell fucking tattoo podcast. <laughs> um, so it's a big circle and you want to put it somewhere where somebody can draw a circle and that if you move your arm, it doesn't get all weird every time. So I guess it might go here. It might like look like a watch. Yeah. Like oh, a watchman well, right be, on the top of my wrist. That like might a be watchman. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. This is amazing. Okay. Well, you know, the, the, the blood stain on the button is not only symbolic of, you know, kind of on a literal level, the comedian's death, but... It's also on on a s- symbol level, the uh, the doomsday clock in, yeah. in the story, right? right? So, you know, shit, Watchmen, watch, <laughs> doing it. Might need to do that. <laughs> and then I was thinking for my second one, I was really drawn to. If anybody saw the designs, there was a, there was a second sheet that was all kind of American traditional superheroes. So there's like a yeah. Spider-Man coming out of a rose. There's a Captain America with a rose and Iron Man with a flower. The, just these very traditional looking ones. And I was really drawn to the Spider-Man one. Mm. Um, but I can't put that on my DC arm, obviously. Yeah, I could yeah. put it over on this arm um, somewhere. But I'm thinking like I have a little bit of space. Maybe that Kapow would fit in just like perfectly right here or one of these little mm-hmm. blank spots. So I don't know. What do you guys think? What did you guys see? What, else, what other ones did you see on those sheets that you liked? Don't mean audible. Should I get a fucking lion cat or something? <laughs> I was going to say lion cat. <laughs> I like the lion cat. Well, oh, here's another note about about all this that, you know, it's good to know that I found the images on those two sheets, they were, they, it was just very slightly different than the final product I got. You oh, know? Really? yeah. Yeah, so um, it might be good to go into... Um, like kind of like I did, not to be a hundred percent on something. Have maybe like a backup plan or something, because um, they what they did do for me is they gave me like a little piece of tracing paper, and they just kind of slapped it on me. It's like, oh, here's kind of what it would look like, and you can get an idea of the size and whatnot. Um, that's when I knew it's like, oh, that the button's a little too big for me, you know. So that changed my mind there. But um, another thing that's notable is is the the iron fist dragon that i did do um it's a little bit different and even fucking cooler on my <laughs> arm i think than than the design on, on the sheet so interesting. yeah it is interesting <laughs> so um i would highly recommend um just get, having them do that little tracing paper thing first to get like okay i'm for real doing this you know and, and to know really what it's going to look like for sure yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Okay, so I think we can move on. Now, another big happening over the weekend was the release of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And as it turns out, all three of us saw it. So let's talk about it. And, you know, before we dive, before we really dive in here, uh, let's give a big, huge, fat spoiler alert because we're going to go into a lot of detail. 
So if you haven't seen spoil it, spoil that shit. Yeah, you might want to save the rest of this episode for later. Then go group deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Rainier, we haven't heard a whole lot from you yet. So what was your take on Guardians Two? Man, what a fun movie. Um, yeah. I man, that's the first movie in a long time where I was audibly laughing out loud, <laughs> and that's the thing I wasn't expecting it to be a total. I wouldn't say it's a total comedy, but man, a lot of the. A lot of the laughter came out really out of Drax. He was a surprise to me coming out of that movie because his his sort of his gut busting laugh helped break a lot of awkwardness, which made it hilarious, and it yeah. worked really well for it. Um, uh, I think he was better in this second movie than he was in the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, he used by far. a lot better. It was a big surprise, and uh, and Yondu, like I had no idea. I, would, I I didn't I really didn't care for the guy in the first movie, and they make you care about him in this one. Cool. Yeah, they do a good job of fleshing out that. Yeah, because I, I mean, I remember from the first movie, because I think this is an alternate kind of history for Star-Lord, right? Where, um, I mean, I don't know if he was raised by Yondu in the comics or not. His dad certainly is not Ego. Uh, that's, mm. your, I guess, our first fucking spoiler yeah. of, the, of the podcast. But um, his dad in the comics is not Ego, the living planet. It's the, it's the king of the... Do you guys know some alien no. alien species? Um, but uh, but I didn't I, I didn't from the first movie didn't quite get this idea that that Yondu had raised him like as mm. a child. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And they really they really hammered that home this time to great effect and to great dramatic effect. Sure. Um, when all the sad stuff happens later. Yeah. Yeah, because in the first one he was sort of the thorn in the side villain. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't really hammer in that like he raised. Peter Quill. Yeah, there was a lot of love there. Like, yeah. and what oh, you yeah. really could feel in this movie, like the, those are two really good actors that totally gave you that that vibe of like a father son with a complicated, you know, relationship of of having done a lot of bad shit together. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I really loved this movie, and a big part was that it was very touching. You know, like I knew going in that it would be funny, and sure enough, there's there's a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs in this movie, you know, um, but what I didn't expect to be, what I didn't expect was to be brought close to tears at some moments, you know, and it's just a really touching movie, and it came out of nowhere, and it was, it's great, you know, I, the, the one thing I was, I had some reservations with was that it would be too much of a retread of part one, you know, sure enough, a lot of the reasons that, that part one was great Part two is great too, a lot of great action, a lot of funny stuff, but um, the parts that I didn't expect were, were the touching parts, you know, really tugged at your heartstrings at times, for sure. Yeah, I, I have to admit to not remembering the movie in great uh, detail, uh, not as much as I might like, um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, um, I was actually pretty stoned when I saw it, but <laughs> okay. not, uh, but actually not, Full uh, disclosure. Well, not, uh, not, Spoiler. Uh, not, uh, <laughs> token the reefer as the kids might say, but, uh, I had hurt my knee in my hockey game on Tuesday, oh. the a couple of nights before I had, uh, I think I hyperextended, I either hyperextended it or I tore something or, or anything. Mm. But anyway, so I took a, uh, a painkiller before I saw this movie because I had uh, been standing on it all day at the shop and um, and so I took a painkiller and then my theater uh, in El Cerrito serves beer ah. and so I had a couple beers with this painkiller not really thinking of the consequences and uh, I noticed myself a few times <laughs> so I noticed the movie but like 
I don't remember what just happened. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, enjoying this, but I don't really know what was going on. Did you watch it in 3D by any chance? No, I don't watch movies in 3D. Yeah, I'm not a 3D guy, it. too. Yeah. Our friend ended up buying the tickets, and they were in 3D. It was a little jarring watching it in 3D. I would have thought it was going to be great with all the, you know, the color and just the worlds they were uh, they were visiting. Um, but in a lot of the action scenes, it really threw me off. Yeah, I'm, I'm way over 3D. I find it super distracting. And it's never really that cool or adds too much uh, to the experience for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but I was wondering how much of a psychedelic experience it would have been seeing <laughs> in 3D, stone and drunk. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll have to keep that in mind for my second viewing. Because I will need a second viewing. Um, and the other thing that happened to me watching the movie is uh, I, am, uh, I have a, a crazy sweet tooth. And I had mm. gone to the liquor store on the corner and gotten some sour mambas, very chewy candy. These ones were quite stale. Uh, I pulled out a giant filling in my tooth during the movie (laughs) and essentially in my stone stupor, like, ate this filling. I'm, like, eating these mambas and, like, like, why does it... Why does it taste like there's like fucking sand in here? And You're like, like, I got the extra crunchy like, version. Yeah, like this is this sucks. These mambas <laughs> suck. I'm gonna eat them all, but they suck. Uh, so that was also a distraction. But despite those two things, I did I did really like it. Um, wow, man, you you've had an eventful past <laughs> few days. <laughs> it has. I'm still I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm still dis- discombobulated. Wow. Um, but uh, the movie. So you guys you guys both have kids, and so. Yeah. The opening sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy is this this great fight scene mm-hmm. where they're fighting some you know you just you get thrown right into it right there's they're on this planet they're defending these batteries of some sort and this giant monster comes out of space to like I don't know what he's gonna do take the like this monster was gonna taste the, I don't know what the monster was gonna do to the batteries but the, but it had to be stopped and so the Guardians are all fighting it and meanwhile Baby Groot comes out. And like yep. puts on some music and just is like dancing and all through the background there's like this fight going on and and uh, that baby Groot in that scene that is my 18 month old daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> because she is such a fucking fiery pain in the ass badass uh, she's awesome please don't don't take that anything other than the wrong way but she also like you put music on she immediately starts dancing she's like making faces yeah. but much like the baby Groot in this scene like if something runs past her like if the dog you know brushes her when running by or something she just like she's just <laughs> fucking pissed and she'll like run and she'll like little slap attack the dog or something and then when that's done just like right back to dancing you yeah. know just like having a great time and like this happened it happened like a couple times and that opening scene with Groot, and I was fucking dying laughing. Yeah. And maybe that's all toddlers, or maybe it's just uh, maybe just you my Marlowe. Bring up but. a good point too. Like the soundtrack is awesome. The soundtrack from the first movie was great. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I was I had the same expectation for the second one, uh, and I really loved it. I mean, yeah, electric light, electric light orchestra, <laughs> Parliament, Fleetwood Mac. Cheap trick. <laughs> I, thought, stuff. I did think the soundtrack was good. I didn't think I didn't know if it stacked up to the first one. It kind of felt to me like. They had so much success with the first soundtrack, and I love the first soundtrack. Like I have it on vinyl because I'm a hipster douchebag, uh, <laughs> but I love that that first one. And this one, it felt like they were trying to get the music to play a role in the movie a little bit more than the first time. You think it, and, felt, it felt forced a little bit? Well, I felt like it was trying to outcool itself a little. Like mm. I enjoy all the songs, and I've now listened to the playlist uh, of the soundtrack in the store like a hundred times because mm. Fernando and Kevin are both playing it on fucking repeat in there, uh, and it's really good. But um, 
it did feel a little more like they were trying to go for deeper cuts, you know, uh-huh. trying to make it a little cooler, less like radio gold or top 40 type stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, but it's still, it's still good. I just, right. I, I really thought the first one was perfect. Well, there was one song yeah. that was directly related to Ego and his wife, Peter Quill's mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it, was that the Hasselhoff song at the end? The, uh, what's it called? River something. Something with the word river in it. Oh, but, okay, so th- that that actually, they talked about the song, that song in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. By the way, David Hasselhoff is in this movie. Yeah, that yeah. was How could great. You not win that was David brilliant. Hasselhoff? Yeah. That was so Amazing. good. The Star-Lord the whole time is talking about how he envisioned David Hasselhoff as, like, the perfect father, right? right and, yep. and at one point, Ego, who's his dad, the living planet, actually, like, in trying to convince uh, Peter that he should, you know, join him, actually turns himself into into David Hasselhoff for like 12 seconds. Yep. It's really funny. And it's the real David Hasselhoff. Amazing. And, but I was referring to, th- there's there is an actual David Hasselhoff song in the movie oh, really? too. Well, it's in the, it's in, in the end credits. But uh, yeah, there's multiple Hasselhoff things going on there. Uh, so what did you, do you guys like, did you guys like the ego stuff? Did you like his dad as the living planet? And that, that Peter is like a, a demigod essentially because his father is a demigod you know who's lived for millions of years did you guys like that aspect of it what do you think right here i mean it's it's different yeah um i my initial reaction was like how could he have gone through his entire life not noticing anything slightly different about himself <laughs> i mean you kind of you kind of got a feel from it in the first movie that he there was something different about him and that there was always a question like oh who who is his father um but uh, I thought it was—I thought it was really quick. The way Ego showed him how to use his power right away, where he just basically asked him to focus, like yeah. focus on, on on your inner self, and suddenly yeah. he's making these celestial balls that he's throwing back and forth. Yeah, yeah. He had an father. easier time with that than Danny Rand did with his chi. In that <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there seemed to be some kind of lazy storytelling in it a little bit. Where yeah, it's sort of. For convenience, it's really easy for him to pick up these powers that his dad's passing along to him. But yeah, his whole life, he's never shown much of anything of besides being like a regular human. I mean, there's the end of Guardians 1 where he's able to hold the Infinity Stone, right, without dying. But I mean, other than that, like, it's just out of convenience, sort of, that he's, he's able to do certain things and that he's not able to do certain things, right? Right, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't really, I don't personally feel one way or the other about it. I'm not like a like an old school Star Lord fan or anything like that. But I was just talking to somebody earlier today and they didn't really dig the the ego thing. And I, yeah. I started thinking about it. And, and you know, in the comics, uh, Peter Quill's dad is, is not a living planet, but he's actually uh, the king of an alien you know, humanoid alien species or whatever who who mated with a, you know, had a baby with a human or whatever. And and I I don't know why that couldn't have been the story Hmm. in this movie. Like, why couldn't it have just been this king who comes back for his son? Maybe the king, maybe he's dying, right? And he wants his son to carry on the the lineage and be the king of the species and Peter's like no I'm a fucking you know I'm a guardian of the galaxy I'm a legendary superhero all you know uh, but I, I it kind of felt like Marvel painted themselves into this corner with that infinity you know it probably was the plan all along but the fact that he could hold this infinity stone they had to like have a reason for it I'm guessing that is exactly the reason it has to fit into the bigger Marvel formula picture right? yeah. yeah that's yeah. probably it yeah um, as long as we're at it, um, uh, you know, I did have a, a, a minor gripe. And, you know, 
we're talking about, I mean, if we want to get nitpicky, we can... Let's get nitpicky, <laughs> Yeah, Henry. Come on, I what mean, are we doing here? I mean, that's... Let's if, do it. If, if, if this movie can be torn apart a little bit is if we do get nitpicky. Like, if you start questioning the logic of, of Peter Quill's, you know, godlike side, he's, he's half a celestial, right? So shouldn't he be a whole lot more powerful? I mean, you kind of... Logic kind of gets thrown out the window. But here's another one of those logic-type things. So... In Guardians 1, we come to find that Peter is taken from Earth at, at a really young age, right? He's maybe like 10 or so? I think, yeah, I think so. So it's, it seems odd to me that he has a really deep and vast understanding of 80s pop culture. You know, like, so when he, he brings up some really funny stuff, how oh, he's like, I want to create a Pac-Man statue and, and a Skeletor sca- statue. I like I liked that line because that's exactly how I would react if there was anything I could create. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's great. But what doesn't make as much sense is, and he talks about Heather Locklear, he talks about Cheers and... Um, like the the nuance of of the sitcom romance this is not something like a 10 year old boy would really think or know about right so like how does he have that level of of 80s pop culture knowledge you know so i wondered the same thing and my my take on that is that maybe he does have access to earth's media and he's able to chime in (laughs) but then you would think he like could update his musical taste right unless he's just like yeah. like he could you know he didn't even know that uh you know he, what does he get at the end like oh, a soon yeah <laughs> that was fucking hysterical yeah, that, that was, was awesome. one of the funniest things of the whole movie. but yeah you bring up a good point if he has access to earth's culture throughout the years why is he like stuck in that time period you know well, maybe he's a hipster like uh Aton <laughs> and only buys his music right. on vinyl right and only well we only watch vhs tapes and listen to vinyl i think you know i think it's probably you know if you want to to like get so I'm a I'm a sociologist by training Mm, that was my bullshit college degree but I think if you want to to really think about it you know still in the the 80s and the early and mid 80s like it was perfectly uh, acceptable to just let the TV raise your kid right I mean I watched so much fucking TV as a as a kid in the you know 80s and early 90s I watched so much fucking TV I can't believe it you know my kids watch a half hour to an hour of TV a day if they watch TV mm-hmm. and it's fucking never more than that you know and <laughs> yeah. I sat in front of the fucking TV for hours for hours every yeah. single day so I mean that I think there's there's a chance that for you know seven of his ten years on earth he was getting like ten hours of fucking you know <laughs> entertainment a day the, the the universe and the galaxy they I mean look at the technology they have out there I'm sure they're able to access what earth has available and he can stumble upon it sure well, you know very possible and I and Anton, I like your explanation maybe he just watched so much TV that not only did he see stuff that a ten-year-old boy wouldn't necessarily watch but also maybe kind of understand it on a deep level as well, right? Well, that and like, okay, so let's, so again, I, I don't mean to, to put aside Rainier's theory that he has access to stuff, but say he doesn't, say he only has this one tape and only his memories of the seven years that he was watching TV all day, 
Like, he certainly has a lot of time floating out in space with these fucking space pirates to just sit there and think about it. And as he gets older, you know, if he's seen the full run of Cheers 12 times because it's on every single day, then he's certainly been able to, like, lie in his bunk on the pirate ship and consider the fucking nuances of these (laughs) these relationships. Like, how do you know Yondu's not watching Cheers? (laughs) (laughs) He's oogling over Heather Locklear. It could be. Uh, I I like these explanations a lot. Uh, It's making making me feel better about the movie. Right on. <laughs> uh, I really liked the portrayal of Rocket in this movie, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought he came off like a total badass. The, the scenes where he's out in the forest and he takes out all those guys with all his gadgets and it just looks like effortless and he's super raccoon-like. I thought that was fucking super cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's that, that scene in the forest where it's really Rocket's moment where he just kicks some serious ass. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, great. That was cool. And then... Um, I know it's pandering, but I could definitely have had more Baby Groot. Like I could have, <laughs> I could watch a Baby Groot movie. Fortunately, there's a Baby Groot comic series coming, and oh. I, I'm very excited for that. There you go. Uh, but I could have had more Groot in that movie. Can you imagine what a, a Groot movie script would look like? <laughs> I could imagine great? that actually. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I could imagine that pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I and then so one thing that kind of weirded me out, and I don't know how you guys uh, feel about this. Um, but the scene where Yondu and Rocket essentially just kill like a hundred people. Yeah. They just they just murder just fucking in cold blood just like a yeah. hundred people and they are just enjoying the shit out of it. With in a fact, happy that, song like yeah, playing in the background. There's a happy song at the end of the thing that just cuts to them and they're just laughing and smiling and just, Rocket's just firing machine guns in two directions. It's like, wow, this movie really took a weird turn to Yandu the dark side. He was pissed. Side. He was pissed though. Yeah. His own men mutinied. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that, I just, I loved it but it really kind of struck me as that's pretty crazy for a Marvel yeah. movie. These oh, are man. the heroes, you know. I, it definitely stuck out in my mind too like that that was just it, it seemed like a, a rated r scene you yeah know? they're just bodies dropping yeah. like crazy you know <laughs> the body count was just piling up real quick so what heroes in the marvel universe have died because Yondu is the only one I can really sort of think of. In the movies? In the movies. Uh, they don't really kill her. Oh, uh, uh, War, Machine. War Machine? Oh, Quicksilver, that they licensed War, War Machine sh- should have died, yeah, that's but he I didn't. Think. He didn't? Yeah, at the end of Civil War, remember Tony Stark is helping him rehab... Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. they should have killed him, but oh, they didn't. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. I don't even remember that, and I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> of course, that. Nick Fury... You thought died, but he didn't. Sure, you know. So Agent Coulson. <laughs> yep, same thing. Yep. In the, do we count the Spider-Man movies or not? Does it? Did I feel like has anybody died oh. in the Spider-Man movies? Like Glenn, well, Gwen Stacy, but yeah. that's that's but, not technically the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Neither, neither is Quicksilver. Well, one of them. <laughs> a so. version, a version of Quicksilver. Yeah, it's confusing. Do they even call him Quicksilver? And they, they don't, I, right? I, I don't think so. No. Yeah. They just call him Pietro. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, why don't we move on to new comics? So, once again, today is Monday, May 8th. Wednesday is New Comic Book Wednesday. Anything you guys are looking forward to? Uh, Aton, you want to start? Uh, you guys go first this time. Yeah. I need to look at the list. Okay. Go ahead, Henry. You should kick us off. Okay. Um, yeah, I was looking at the list. Nothing really stood out to me too much, but um, now that I am wielding the <laughs> now you have Iron to come Fist, up with something. <laughs> the Iron Fist uh, Dragon Tattoo, I do notice that Iron Fist number one is is having its second printing. 
on Wednesday. And I did just read this uh, this book, and it's pretty fucking cool. So I recommend Iron Fist number one. Absolutely. All right, what I'm looking forward to this week, uh, All-Star Batman number 10. It looks like we're going to be introduced to a new character, villain, ally. Well, his name is the ally. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and, see. Uh, yeah. And what else? And then uh, <laughs> Marvel's doing this thing, Zombies Assemble number one of four. Uh, looking forward to that. I think this is going to be a continuation of the Marvel Zombies series they did a few years back. Oh, so is it the Avengers Zombified or... It looks like they're coming together. Zombies are... I think the Avengers are fighting zombies. Okay. Is that what it is? I think. You'd think that Zombies Assemble, a takeoff of Avengers Assemble. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay. It's zombies, right? I mean, win-win. And <laughs> That's Marvel. all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I, yeah, I have my list. I've got a handful that I'm looking forward to. Um, America number three. Um, America, as in America Chavez, the third issue of her series coming out. It's been, um, it's been really cool. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember if we've talked about this series on here before, but um, she's this young, strong character, and it's, it's cool to read a character, particularly one, uh, you know, a strong young female that's like supremely confident. You know, she's not like a Miss Marvel who I love, who's just like trying to figure it out and doubting her place amongst all these other superheroes. Like America is like, I'm the shit. And there's no doubt about it. And I lead a team with fucking Black Panther and Captain Marvel. You know, she's the leader of the Ultimates and she's like an 18 year old. Um, so she's awesome. Uh, All-Star Batman 10 is this week um, where they're introducing a, a new character we, Rainier and I think is is called the ally or something. Mm. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Jock's doing the art and that's uh, it doesn't even need words in that case. Um, Bug the Forager is, uh, or Bug Adventures of the Forager or something like that is the new young animal book. Um, and it's Mike Allred and his brother um, Dave Dave Allred? Um, are doing this book together and basically it's uh, going through the Kirby verse like the new gods all the Jack Kirby stuff mm -hmm. and, and Mike Allred's art um, if you're not familiar it was super pop arty it's awesome yeah. I love it so much he and did it's such uh, a perfect Silver fit. Surfer yeah, right? yeah yeah he did Silver Surfer and he, he's done a lot of stuff he did the Ecstatics and X-Force back when that was super weird um, you know about uh, 10 years ago or so um, but so I'm, I've been looking forward to that one uh, God Shaper number two. God Shaper is a book from Boom where uh, every person in the world has their own personal god and every god has their own personal person um, except for this one character and this one god um, who are, are you know about coming together um, it's really it's really interesting and really kind of weird and unique um, speaking of guardians rocket gets a new uh, a new book this time I, this this week he's uh, i think he had been grounded on earth and i believe this one takes him back into space it's got this cool like 80s looking cover where he looks like one of the miami vice where he's like wearing a white suit with like <laughs> oh, shoulder nice. pads it yeah. <laughs> looks pretty funny. Um, X-Men Blue number three. X-Men Blue has been my favorite of the uh, the new X launch, um, dealing with the, the young X-Men out of time, um, you know, in modern times. And, and what's really unique about X-Men Blue, I think, is that you, you put these new young X-Men, they're, they're still young, they're still very impressionable, and they're now teamed up with Magneto. And there's no Professor X. So it's kind of like, what if Magneto was Professor X? Um, in the last issue, there was this really interesting scene where the the 
the team kind of wraps it up in the danger room and uh, Jean Grey's I don't you know I don't know changing or <laughs> probably not changing she's hanging out <laughs> and Magneto comes into the room and uh, and she's like oh you know what'd you think of that training session and, and Magneto's like I don't watch your training sessions I'm not your mentor oh. I'm not your teacher we have a common goal that's yeah. it you We're know I need to be friends yeah and it's so cool. different from the your Professor X thing right or, yeah um, so I, I've really enjoyed that so far and then uh, another team book uh, Titans 11 this week starts the Lazarus crossover between um, Titans, Teen Titans, and Deathstroke. So it's a, kind of a throwback to, to how Deathstroke used to always be the main villain in all the Titans stuff. And it's the first time some of these Titans have, have faced him in, uh, in quite a while. So some, uh, some good stuff, particularly from the Big Two coming out this week. All right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. So this is Henry, Aton, and Rainier saying farewell. <laughs>